what it is what's up got your nigga in the cut god damn how are you (laughs) i'm all right this week was really hectic definitely destabilized me a bit it shook me a little bit so i'm I'm looking forward to starting the week on a better leave i i'm giving myself a chance this Mm -hmm. coming week after like filming this evening i am going to prepare because this thing of weeks happening to me must end please 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 please. it must end and i feel like last week happened to me and it caught me off guard Man. and I, i'm not gonna lie like it, it it rocked me i think i felt it the most this morning when i woke up and i was just tired yeah. like I, I i i had zero 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 energy but you know what i i i think i'm gonna focus on giving myself a, a, a give yourself a break my best my yeah. best my best my best next week i'm, yeah. I'm gonna try I'm going to yes. try. Uh, so, guys, <laughs> what are we talking about this week? Uh, so, this week, uh, following with the month of love, we're still going to continue speaking about love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've trying out a new format where we do a weekly recap yep. and then we get into the topic for the week. So, this this week was, uh, it was <laughs> hectic. It was uh, personally let's start, let's like... Let's start with the, with the lighter stuff. Because in any case, we're going to veer off into our topic. This is light, but it's also very dark at the same time. The Gorilla Glue. Eh. Yeah. I won't lie. Like, I didn't, I I won't lie. I didn't find it funny. I couldn't find it funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fine if you guys laughed or whatever. I don't know. But I actually, I was scared. I won't lie to you. I was like trying to imagine, imagine having Gorilla Glue for a whole month on your scalp. Bro, what's going on under your scalp right now? And I'm sure that's what's go- happening. That's what that's the thought she's having in her head. Like, what's going on? Like, is this gonna come off? Like, yo, guys, there's literally like no hope. I I can't imagine what might help. Like, I saw people said, "Oh, okay, context for those who don't know." <laughs> yes. Um, this lady posted on TikTok. Um, she posted herself pouring like shampoo yeah. on her hand and uh, trying to wash off something in her hair. And she spoke about how she didn't have like yeah, something she didn't to have lay the or her hair and yeah. she used Gorilla Glue. Mm-hmm. So Gorilla Glue is like super adhesive. Um, it, it's basically like glue to put wood on walls. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's very adhesive. So And she put it on her She put it hair. on her hair to and lay. And obviously when, you, when you're laying, like the you product is on lot. your scalp and it's a lot. You know, and she's had her hair like that for a month, yeah. and people were actually saying that gorilla glue is water activated. Mm-hmm. So the more she tried to wash it off with water, the stronger <sighs> it got, and now it's basically stuck on yeah. her scalp, and it's like her skin is not breathing. Yeah, she's as you we were saying, she's basically a like a burn victim. Yeah, so she's she's burned. I don't know what's gonna happen, but she keeps updating. On social media and i'm following it but i'm very sad for yeah. it at the same time because i'm trying to imagine like something of that nature happening to my head and i think like we've had so many conversations about how it's just hair and like you can just cut but now i'm like it's nah, your no. scalp it's, it's your not scalp. it's your, it's your it's well-being your... you know what i mean it's your actual health i can't imagine where she is mentally yeah i literally cannot that, that's why i find it really difficult to laugh because i'm like there's a certain place you have to be at for this to happen. Yeah. Yes. For you to for you to, to be so to desperate that. that you put glue. Yeah. No. On there's your a hair. there's a there's a place you must be at for that to happen. And I mean, I'm not gonna speculate anything, but 
yeah i just feel like she wasn't in a good place it actually reminds me of when um women earlier um online would speak even now actually would speak about what they use to get rid of cellulite mm. and they'd be like they use mentholated spirits and it's like well like you're Does putting that belong on skin, spir- like yeah like day? people do that i remember cuz i remember there was a time where and i was much younger so i didn't like fully understand and yeah. we would laugh at stuff like that but someone was like yeah they mix grandpa oh, wow. and spirits and they like put on their skin and it, and it works really well oh, wow. and it's like there's so many things that people do even like with these yoni steaming yes, things yeah. like it's like we're always on this quest for perfection with mm-hmm. our bodies to Because the point that what, it can be very yeah. detrimental. Yeah. So like I'm very sad about that but I I'm I'm hoping that she's in a much better place than what we're thinking because yeah, exactly. all we can do is speculate but yeah that's one of the wild things that happened this week. Um another very weird and wild thing was like the uh Jacob Zuma Julius Malema tea yeah. party. Goodbye. I think for me the the thing that made me the most wild was the fact that they were in that very expensive house paid for with tax money. <laughs> And they like. were drinking JC LaRue. I'm very upset at that. It's upsetting me on my home. I'm very upset. I, I'm not. I'm not happy with the quality of the snacks that were on that table. <laughs> I feel like our tax money. We work very hard and we, and we pay tax and at least get better at least things. get like a Laurette Perrier like or do, a, a local MCC a dope local MCC. Do better with our Please. money. Like you know what I, mean? I, I look at the president and a lot of people think that I'm being weird, but. I, You know what? It's, it's okay if he has the latest iPad. Yeah. At least our money is doing something great. Yeah. So that was very weird. I'm a hater because why do you have the latest? Why do you need a phone? <laughs> why do you need the latest iPad Pro? I'm, it's always weird when I see really old people with like the latest Apple Watch, the latest yeah. iPhone. I'm like, <laughs> for for what good reason? But anyway, um, yeah. what was weird for me with the tea party? I think, especially considering how earlier this week there was a lot of conversation about fees must fall. and the students that were paid to destabilize the movement itself mm-hmm. um i think a name was released yes, of a student yes, yes, yeah. that was a part of that and we obviously know a few students that we suspected at the time mm-hmm. and it when you look at where they are versus where the rest of everyone who was marching Mate. is it's 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 kind of wild yeah. so vuyani pambo um having been a part of the initial fees must fall that we were a part of mm-hmm. um having positioned himself in that way and then now being like the spokesperson of the EFF a position that he clearly lacks the skill for was just if, like if a reminder were, if you were a comms person uh, you wouldn't have been saying if you're a comms professional you wouldn't have been saying the things you were saying the but tea you know was sweet I mean? it was warm uh, unlike you, you we for? were invited it was very weird but i think to me it was also like a very sad thing to witness mm. because that person is there in that position at the expense of so many yeah. education is still not free no. like all those vets guys that ended also, up in very cushioned places this was, this was during uh Jacob Zuma's term you know what i mean and the Literally. violations we faced that he vetoed that he was like yo let's go that's cool you yeah. can do that yeah it's it's it was wild but also it was very wild because just like five days before that tea party mm-hmm. this guy was online speaking against Zuma reminding people of the fact that fees must fall happened during Zuma's administration and then next thing he is going to have tea and being very rude to yeah. the media yeah. i think that was a very weird thing to experience but it was also a very sad thing to experience because a they are very talented um 
uh, what's this, whatchamacallit, um, qualified yeah. communications practitioners who should be in the position that he is in. Yeah. And then B, we know that he is in the position that he's in at so many other people's expense. Yeah. I think and that... And it's just, I, I feel like, yo, I feel like such a silly person. I won't lie, like, watching the whole thing, I was like, so we're just playing into just, like, this mm-hmm. elaborate scheme mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we are just... And that's why you can't really beat your chest about any organization. No. I feel no. like I, I've learned, I've come to learn that, like, you can't beat your chest about an organization. You can't beat your your chest about family. You can't beat like any system or structure. Is it shouldn't be something that you 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 own and like yeah. this? I belong to this. It's mine because anything that involves humans is just fundamentally flawed. And that's yeah. not in like a pessimistic way, but it's 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 trying to lead a life that's more focused on principle. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, because that, that then there, at least most times, you will try to be on the right side of things as opposed to having to defend an organization or a relationship to the point where you now have to compromise yourself and mm. so many others. Yeah. Because when you defend what is wrong, they are, it's at a cost, right? Yeah. So that, 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 that was another thing. Third thing of the week. <sighs> Guys. Guys, yeah, guys, I think guys, we touched guys. on it last week. But yeah, I mean, we all know what happened on uh, social. If you're part of that community, right? We're going to speak f- a little bit further about community. Mm. Um, but essentially, um, you know, it came out that somebody that, you know, was w- inside a certain community mm-hmm. um, had been dating a, an alleged rapist. And someone who had been on the um, RU reference list, and yeah, the person released a statement in the in the early hours of I mean? a Jacob Zuma style, witching hours, um, which was the first red flag. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the first red flag was the silence. Well, that, and then the second was the witching hours. Uh, well, the second was the defense from certain people. Oh yes, people, yes, yes, yes. We're not going to speak about that. Um, they released a statement couple of threads it was like a, a whole thread and it was very yeah like i think it cemented my disappointment like it it the you know, gravity of yeah it was just very i funny. knew in that like this thing has me feeling a lot of shame because it actually and this is something that we spoke a lot yes. about last year yeah. But it actually made me realize that the theory is so much easier than the practice. Mm -hmm. And like this thing showed me my own personal biases Mm -hmm. because, yes, in practice, I was following what you should follow when it comes to your attention that somebody has been aiding and basically sanitizing a rapist. And I was doing that in practice, but I still hoped that like there was an explanation that would not have this person be like a full accomplice and there wasn't and I was so disappointed but at the same time I was very disappointed in myself because all the all the signs all the signs were there everything all the proof was there that this person was not operating in good faith and I still was like holding on to let me wait and hear what they say yeah. because there's no way that like somebody that is a part of a community that I'm a part of yeah. in a certain way 
would actually do this. Yeah, someone I've shared personal information with. Let's also, like, like that's my thing. I'm like, I've shared personal information with this person, and it's like, wow, you know, as much as it's nothing compared to what the victims are feeling. Um, it, it's just like wow, and that's when I was like, we're actually centering our own experiences yes. and emotions over the, vic- the, the victims the and how victims. we've been a part of sanitizing yeah. somebody who has violated others, even though it was unknowingly. Yeah. The intention doesn't count. Like it, it is what was done. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, like I can't imagine. I'm sure victims were like, "Hey, I don't want to be. I've already been ostracized. So I've already been because we all know that's the case, right? No." It's rare for a victim to come out unscathed from yeah, something like yeah, that, from standing yeah. up and saying this person violated. We know the one victim couldn't even graduate exactly. at Rhodes. Exactly. They were the one that was persecuted by Rhodes exactly. instead of the, 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 the offender. Yeah. So uh, that was very like dark and that was very sad, but it, it actually sort of inspired our conversation for today, yeah, yeah. which is basically about community love and loneliness yeah. or experiencing loneliness within community when it comes to love. Yes, yes, that's a and great way to put it. I think this is something that like the feminism that we have been um, scholars of mm-hmm. for the last what. 20 odd years. For, yeah, has been so centered around deprioritizing romantic relationships mm-hmm. in a way that has sort of thought that it, it was going so mm-hmm. far as to, uh, how do I put this? In, it, it, we were trying to decenter romantic relationships and de, like devalue them almost. Yeah in a way that we forgot that there have been institutions that have been building um, the position that they hold on a social hierarchy, so much so that you can be a feminist, you can be uh, like men are trash, all, the, all this doctrine, mm-hmm. but still deep down inside want to Yearn experience a romantic relationship mm-hmm. within the traditional sense and almost position yourself as... I am lucky I am with someone yeah. I mean, who, who is not want patriarchal. It all, Literally. And I think People that want it all. we've been like, we've forgotten that we all want it all at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And in the wanting of it all, we often compromise yeah. ourselves. Because, because also, let's be fair, now, like, and as much as the chat is valid and it's true, yeah, but coming to terms with one, your loneliness that has already existed. Mm-hmm. And then accepting that perhaps I need to be okay with, in, in the romantic sense, I need to be okay with never having to be with someone romantically or never, especially like, uh, you know, as a, 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 a straight woman mm. or whatever. Is, it's quite a heavy thing. It is heavy because it's you've not been an easy conditioned thing. from the beginning yeah. with everything that has been happening in your life. It's almost as like, it's been a build-up to yeah. you being able to be in a relationship and yeah. have this relationship take you to the next yeah. step, right? And so uh, yeah, and I, have, I mean, uh, um, what brought this about? Well, for me, in any case, I had seen our, our friend Danielle. Shout out, Danielle. Mm. She had on that day something I had never thought about, and not because it's not something I think about, but in that instance, I just didn't think about mm. it. That this person may have been so lonely perhaps, that they just 
I don't know, not that they couldn't think beyond that or that they were willing to accept that risk. Yes, and because I think they they probably measured the risk, yeah. right? And they thought, okay, I am going to keep, which is something that a lot of people do. Yeah. Even when As friends that we have, yeah. and we've experienced this multiple times yeah. with friends, they would go back to an abusive partner. Yeah. And then what will then happen is that they will try to water down the, the, the levels the abuse, of yeah. abuse they experience and then not share anything going forward yeah. because I can manage the risk better if it's something that exists between, between the two of us or person, within yeah. myself, um, yeah. my, myself, right? And I think with what we witnessed last week, the, I think they measured the risk and they felt that it was worth taking because yeah. they genuinely thought that no one would ever find out yeah. because they didn't share their face, they didn't share their name, mm -hmm. they didn't, they weren't too specific yeah, about I mean, the person. With lockdown and everything, it's not like you're gonna be out and about. Literally snooping no and, and all of that. And and they also played into our understanding of some people want their relationships to be private, which yeah. is something that I've, I've thought about a lot over the last few years, especially as we see um, people sort of like commercialize their relationships like mm, with mm. couples youtube and all of that and mm. how weird like i think with couple youtube the one thing that it did to me was actually make me realize how performative relationships are yeah. in general mm -hmm. even when there's no camera yeah. on like there has to be this constant performance of love there has yeah. to be this constant performance of it's not it actually has very little to do with what you are experiencing within the relationship, it has more to do with projecting a sense of lack to others. Yeah. To to create this thing that others must yearn for. Yes. Which that other I think, people must go, oh yes, my God, there is you guys are so there's this deliberate scheme yeah. to make people feel lonely. Yeah. Right? Yes. And and I I think that without this projected loneliness, mm -hmm. even those who are within relationships are nothing. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I but feel like, you. It's almost like there's this balance that has to exist in order for this elaborate scheme to continue, which is, it's, the elaborate scheme is the, the, the nature of very unhealthy yeah. relationships, which we then find ourselves like submitting to mm -hmm. just so that we're not on the other end, yes. which we have been told is scary it's since scary, the beginning yeah. of time. It's something exactly. that's fed to us by family, by tradition, by religion, by the media. On social media everywhere. All these institutions are constantly like re... And taunting single yes, people. Yes, yes. Single so, women especially. So yeah. then it, I feel like we are being untruthful. Uh, we are being very dishonest when we say, how can you mm -hmm. do X? How can you date a deadbeat? How can you date a rapist? Yeah. When we know what the value of a romantic relationship is yeah. for a woman within the society that we are growing up in. Yeah. And I think we're very... Like, we who don't, doesn't want to be wanted? We like, literally. Yo, and, 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 you know, when you please. say it like that, yeah. it's like, who doesn't want like, to feel like somebody wakes up every day yeah. and chooses them? Who and at the heart of it all, it takes a lot of vulnerability to say, say that and to yeah. acknowledge it and to... Not to be okay with it, but to acknowledge it, right? And it, it's it's it takes a lot, like, and I think, um, you know, I think the scholars that we learn from, or we should have learned from, or that we say we learn from, 
have definitely been vulnerable in mm, their writings. Mm, mm. And so I don't know where the disconnect has come in where we are unable to not necessarily understand but also just be okay with that. Um, and then move on from there if it's possible, right? Because I think what's happening is that people are like, okay, but this is what I want. And then it ends there. There's no like... There's no interrogating and then saying, oh, this is what is actually actionable within reason. Yes, yeah. This is what is actionable within reason. This is what maybe I can do. I can maybe try and experience. It's hard also, like, because people it, are it, dynamic, it's, it's, right? I think what makes it very hard is the fact that, like, we have gotten to the point where we have trivialized wanting companionship. Yeah. It's, it's silly. Like, oh, why would you want... And I used to fall for that shit because... Typically, like, I just, I struggled with wanting community and not necessarily community in terms of friends, whatever, and family, like, that was easy, but community in the sense of a partner mm. um, and wanting to be with a partner. But, you know, obviously now that I have to get my shit together, I've, you know, Working I know, on that. I know, <laughs> I've had to, you know, be like, yo, I want someone. I, yeah. I think I need someone, in fact. And I think I saw some people talking about that where they were like, you know, but then your friends then get into relationships themselves. Mm. And maybe you guys aren't on the same page with regards to these things. And so you end up being, I don't want to use the word sideline, but I'll use it mm, just mm, to mm, get the mm. point across. Then you, you it's not like I'm going to be spending all the time with my friends. They have shit to do. Then what? You know, who who am I going to hang out with now? Who am I going to... Because it's not like I people have 500 million friends mm. that, oh, if this one is busy, I can go to the other one. And sometimes the connections are a little bit different and whatnot. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's like something that can be confined to comparing like yeah. the nature of the relationships that you have with others. I think we need to understand that it's something that you have been socialized yeah. to long for and it's yeah. something that is useful. Yes. Like... It's something that's actually useful. It's not as silly as as we make it seem. And we need to understand that it's not as silly as we make it seem. When we see things like this, where people are willing to risk their livelihood, their entire being, in order to have it. At that point, we then need to understand that, oh my gosh, this is actually way more serious than how we're looking at it. And it's actually... This, it's important that we actually then start having the conversations that focus on addressing why it is such a need yeah. and how we can actually receive what we want in more yeah. healthier ways. Yeah. Because for as long as we keep trivializing, mm-hmm. then people are, are going to continue to do the, the unhealthy thing yeah. because that's the easier thing. And it also doesn't help that we're doing this in the age... I, mean, I guess men have been deceptive their whole lives of whole lives but <laughs> it just feels so extra like one we are in the age where jadedness is real every single day mm. we are consuming a story about how a man has done someone wrong done mm. someone wrong in so many different levels um and so then we have to grapple with these things during this age where we are you know the the extent of men's misogyny is now illuminated now we see that it's not just a systemic, I mean, I guess it is systemic even when it's romantic, but it's not just systemic, it's very much interpersonal. Yes, yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's always here. It's always... It's always here. here. It's omnipresent. Like. And you must, <laughs> and, and now, as a result, our antennas are constantly up. And so it's, it is a very hard thing to speak about, to grapple with, because it's like, but... And then you're like, okay, but... And then you're like trying to come to... And it's like, but... You know what I mean? This yeah. is winning. 
um, it feels like there's just no winning round. I like I really feel that we're playing we're we're almost playing a losing game, but mm. like what the thing that you can focus on the most. Like, yes, I understand that it, the systems need to change, all yeah. of that. But the, the one thing you can focus on the most is yourself. Yeah. And the one person that you owe the most is yourself. Right. And the one person that you can help the most is yourself. Yeah. And the one person that has to live with how you operate and how you move yeah. is yourself. Because, I mean, look at, this, look at this scenario. This person has to live with... with what has happened. And it's attached to themselves. you and your name. Yeah. And you, when you are alone... With your thoughts, yeah. your friends are like, hey. everyone is everyone who can defend you, everyone who can understand, everyone who can just because oftentimes I can know that something is very wrong, mm -hmm. but Michelle can help me justify exactly. me doing it, right? But at the end of the and day, when <laughs> Michelle is not doing the doing, she's doing the justifying. Yeah, and when Michelle's gone, I'm alone with that. I have to grapple with that. Yeah, so you must all like we need to always remember that that you yeah need to be comfortable with the way you move yeah. because it follows you and it walks with you all the time all the time so it's 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 sad mm -hmm. because what we're speaking about here is based on how we interact with others right yeah. like how we bring others into our lives how others come into our lives yeah. and it becomes so difficult to separate the you mm -hmm from the situation that you're in. Yeah. And oftentimes you find yourself losing the you yeah. in order to maintain and sustain this thing that you're in because society values it so much and it's a currency, right? Mm -hmm. And we've gotten, we've fallen into this pattern and that's why I keep saying like romantic relationships in the traditional sense are so performative because yeah. you fall into this pattern, you especially now with the internet and social and all of that. And it makes me almost want to disengage from communicating anything about my romantic yeah, relationships, as well as about my friendships, exactly. as well as about the relationships that I have with my family, because yeah. you sort of feel like at times it's almost like you're performing and there's mm -hmm. this audience and you need to keep them satisfied yes, and you need exactly. to constantly oh, be sharing the positive and you need, and yeah. that makes you then fall into a trap where you're no longer a part of this thing that you're in. Yeah. You're just focused on churning out yeah. um, all these things that other people are going to witness yeah. and consume. And guess and what? The reality is not that. And then also you become a bit, lost in the source. Yeah. And I think like, once, once we begin stripping off that performative aspect of it and mm -hmm. truly living within the thing that we're living in and truly being present within what we are in, like yeah. present as a friend, present as a partner, present as a family member, it becomes way more fulfilling than the way that we've been operating yeah. for most of our lives. Yeah. Because and, and, and I think what, what you're talking about with regards to like um, the performative nature of things is that we also then lose sight of the fact that uh, when we're always consuming these things about relationship and how people are relationshiping and how it's looking so perfect, we then expect that from other people. You expect people to be perfect, and it's like literally. And you, you, friend, you, you no. just, or you, you set the perfect thing. You set the. You you benchmark yeah. based on what you're witnessing from others, right? Yeah. And then within that benchmarking, 
that's where you can still be within things and feel very lonely. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, because you, you are not. You, first of all, you're not doing the work that they're doing. Yeah. You don't even know the work that they're doing. And you're not, you're not in the enjoying. You're exactly. not, you're just there for, because you want to not seem as though you are yearning or yeah. you want to seem as though whatever anyone can yearn for is being fulfilled within your life, which yeah. is like, it always goes back to our constant need to one up yes. or our constant need to, and I get it. Like there's so many things in my own personal life where I'm like, why can't I be like other kids? Yeah. Why can't I just, why can't I have the things other kids have? Why mm-hmm. can't, why must I always be, oh, Sabawel, yeah, 11, exactly. 11. Yeah. Like why can't things just work out? Yeah. And I just think like, if we constantly remind ourselves that we don't have the full picture, mm. then that makes things a bit easier, but it still doesn't erase the conditioning that yeah, has and us it having these expectations. It doesn't erase your feelings as well. So it's, it's just like, I feel like there's no answers. No, I feel like this is just answers, a vent yeah. session. Yeah. And I just think that it's something that we don't address as yeah. much as we should have. Yeah. We are very lonely. Yeah, we're and lonely people. Cha, I know we that. need a toolkit for dealing with yeah. loneliness yeah. because this loneliness that we're experiencing is pushing us into the depths of hell. Yeah. Um, as we've seen, there are so many women who get into hot water because of the romantic relations in their lives. Yeah. There are so many women who are for like it's not taking away any responsibility from the person themselves yeah. but i feel like there are levels there are spaces with others will push you to yeah. that you did not even know existed or that you did not know that you were capable of doing such things yeah but because of how much we value companionship even mm. though we like to act like we don't we don't yeah you will go to those places in order to keep people close yeah and that to me says that there's so much work that we need to do on loneliness. There's mm. so much unpacking that we need to do on loneliness. And there's so much like dishonesty that we need to get rid of. There's nothing shameful in being lonely yeah. because when we feel ashamed, we try to get rid of the emotion instead of understanding yeah. that it is actually a human okay, emotion. Yeah. It's okay to feel lonely. Mm. It's okay to try work to get rid of it, but we need to find healthier outlets because yeah. currently we are, we are failing. So I think for me personally, the work is in shaming people less yes. for for wanting for wanting mm. because we all for want. wanting and longing. Yeah, we all and want yearning. Yeah, like you might be satisfied within a romantic relationship, but you you still want. You're longing for something else, or yeah. you're longing within that relationship. You might be satisfied within a friendship, but you're longing for something else. You're wanting. Hundreds. So I think it's to shame less. Mm-hmm. It's also to to try find healthier ways yeah. to try understand myself more to try understand where this thing comes from to try understand why it's so persistent yeah. because i think we are too impatient with ourselves oftentimes and we beat ourselves up too much like mate we're not gonna we're not gonna get there in an instant like sorry we're 20 mm. something well majority of the audience i'm speaking about that 20 something year olds and we're expecting it's ourselves the beginning to have it's the literal beginning there are people and that's why i value more now than ever conversations with women older than mm. me because they will tell you that mm, 
yeah, I'm grappling mm. with that too still. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. it's not something that went away mm. in an instant. It took years mm. or sometimes it goes away and then something it happens and it, and comes, it comes back. back. Um, like I can tell you right now, I'm, I mean, I, I don't feel lonely now, but I can tell you right now, if I were to fall sick immediately, I'm going to feel lonely. lonely. That's, those mm. are types of things that we don't talk about. Like how, you know, when you're physically ill, Something Something. happens and then you feel that way. There are so many isolating experiences that it, like, and that's why we need to be honest and I feel like a lot of people don't do this. Like, I've been in a relationship for like six years, but I have times where I feel very lonely and very isolated even within it because Mm -hmm. you are a person who has your own things. Exactly. Not your whole life is going to be solved by having a romantic partner. You can be fully supported by your friends, by Mm. your partner, by your family, and still experience loneliness because there are certain ways that you can experience things that can be very, very isolating. Like you can be triggered by a work experience. You can Mm, be triggered mm, by a comment. You can be triggered by a memory. You can be triggered especially by illness. Like you're really right. And you will feel so alone yeah and it's okay to be honest about how those things can exist um because it is in that honesty that we we will start to work towards finding the answers and the healthier ways of dealing with things so yeah i i i i think even like this chat that we are having now Mm. is like realizing a lot of things oh yeah i i I do feel that sometimes yeah I i have felt that yeah so I, I, I think we don't have answers, yeah, but I, I'd I mean, be very interested. It's very easy to say, like, yeah, be kind to yourself, but... but it's, and it's a job, It's guys. being kind is a it's, job. It, but, like, but truly, be kind to yourself. I know. You, to you, you're, you're hearing it and going, but how? You find a you way, You will find... Friend. No, you know, the, the one of the easiest things, and that's one of the things, like, I... So this week, as I was sharing with you guys, um, one of our dogs died, and yeah. I was having a very busy day, like... Even during the day, like it's almost as if I knew something very bad was going to happen because yeah. I was having such a tough day that I actually paused everything and I took some time to text my dad mm-hmm. to just tell him about everything that was going on and just explain that I'm having a very tough day and that, like, just explaining everything so that if it feels like there's anything that is being off, so yeah. that he understands he knows, the full context yeah. of what I was experiencing and how I was, I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And even though. I took that time and I did the healthy thing. Mm-hmm. I was still beating myself up when we found out that the dog died because yeah. it was like, if I hadn't focused so much on work, if I hadn't been like, if I, you know, sometimes you'll feel gu- guilty for, for actually choosing yourself and what's important in that in moment. In that moment, yeah. Because something else that is actually very important to you can still go wrong even though you thought you were doing the right thing, which I thought I was doing the right thing by zoning in and focusing on work. Yeah. And expecting other people to share responsibility. Mm. And things went horribly wrong. And, you know, it's like, it's so tough to not beat myself up. It's so tough to not focus on, like, the what-ifs or if if so-and-so had done this, then things wouldn't have gone. It's very difficult to get your mindset out of that because that has always been the easier thing to do. And it's always been the easier thing to process as opposed to, instead of being very angry, being like, taking the time to express the disappointment yeah. that, that you, you, you've experienced at that time. And mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten to the point where I can actually express the disappointment because the anger is so much easier to yeah, process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
and I, I feel you. like it's wild to think that ang- like being angry at someone is easier, easier to than process than actually disappointment because disappointment comes with knowing that I expected more more yeah within this moment I expected more yeah so yeah man that's us like I'd really like to know how everyone else is, is grappling with yeah. with what we're sharing right now mm-hmm. um we learn so much from the responses and we learn so much from from having these conversations yeah. with each other yeah. so please let us know what you're processing how you deal with your loneliness yeah. what you think about community love and loneliness and don't forget to subscribe to our new channel yes. we're trying to migrate um stuff onto there to make it easier for everyone to access yes, yeah. um what we currently have so it'll still be on Menzi's channel but yeah, we're but just going to be moving some we're going to be duplicating yes uh, onto onto this platform yeah. as well and please don't forget to like yes. subscribe are we going to tell them about our birthday competition or we can i guess actually. we can the people the lovely people at Cadbury PS um gave us three instax cameras yes I don't know if you have seen them I should have brought it out so I can show you guys to create some memories uh, to create some memories especially now in the month of love so it's our birthday at the end of the month so we want to give away three of them to uh, some really awesome listeners we will give you all the details for the giveaway on, on our it. social media yeah. uh, on our IG and, and Twitter, Twitter. Um, so keep a lookout for that. We'll drop it when we drop the episode. So when you see this episode, you must go to our Instagram and our Twitter and see how you can enter. So the competition will probably will announce a, a winner End on our on yeah. Uh, yeah on our 28th. birthday. Um, there's no 29th. There's no so 29th. We're actually so a leap year baby. Yeah, we're a leap year baby. So on the 28th is when we'll announce a winner. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all of that. Thank you. Bye.